All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith. And I started this podcast because I believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation, could be business, could be personal, that requires you to create change. I believe that we all want to be heard, seen, and understood. And there are people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us. They're not just salespeople. There are great people throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm going to share their stories here so we can practice what makes us human, tap into our human skills, and ultimately we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, gang, I'm excited for this next guest. Uh, This is somebody that you know what? A lot of people would say is, is, you know, I don't, those people don't sell or they, they aren't, um, you know, uh, they, they, I don't see how they sell, but this, uh, this guy is, uh, you know, he is a licensed, uh, uh, marriage and family therapist. Um, he has a master's degree in it. He also has a certificate in sports and fitness psychology from Cal state. Um, he is, uh, one of only five people that, uh, know, um, uh, a really niche side of therapy um, that he'll talk a little bit more about. Um, and, you know, he does uh, entrepreneur coaching and he also runs a podcast. He is the host of the You Winning Life podcast. So, um, you know, one of the first therapists, I believe, that we've ever had on the, the, the podcast. So I'm so excited to welcome none other than Jason Wasser to the podcast. Welcome, hello, hello. Jason. Thanks for having. It's been a while. It's good to see Absolutely. your face. Absolutely. Yeah. So Jason and I met through, uh, you know, a build, build your life resume, yeah. uh, group for run by Jesse Itzler and just so many amazing people. We've had Cameron Schmidt on and the first person Tabitha Kavanaugh that we ever had on the podcast was someone from the group and so many others. Um, and Megan Riley as well. Um, you know, so, uh, Jason, uh, you know, I, I can't wait. I, I want to really dig into kind of what you do in therapy, um, you know, that is is really truly understanding people and some of the ways you get at questions, some of the ways you break down walls with people to let them feel comfortable. Because I, I know a lot of times people, their first time coming to you, a lot of people are like maybe even never been to a therapist before sure. and they don't want to open up. And through, you've probably seen it, people that just, um, you know, they don't give a lot of information. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you know, later on, they're giving more to you. But before we get into all that stuff, I, I just want to break down and kind of you know, understand more about your story and kind of, you know, where you learn some of these techniques. And yeah. I've, I've been asking everyone, so maybe you can tell, you know, kind of uh, relate this question to what you do every day. So sure. when, when you hear the, the, the question or the term, when I say to you, sell something by being human, what does that bring to mind for you when I say something like that to you? Yeah, I think that this really is a general universal idea of everybody learning how to be the best, most authentic version of themselves. And we're walking through the world, engaging people and things and learning how to interact versus just react to them. Hmm. And whether it's in sales or therapy or relationships or dating or a business deal or parenting or navigating your health, that's the same thing. We're navigating how to be the best, healthiest version of ourselves in relationship to the things that we are bumping up against. And as a therapist who works from the side of mind-body approaches to performance enhancement, to getting the best out of people, 
you know, the misnomer, like you're saying about like people opening up in therapy is that therapy is about having something wrong with you, which is that old, you know, back in the 60s, 70s, 80s ways of looking at what therapy is. And then, you know, we had leadership performance and the whole Tony Robbins thing that started off over the years that moved into like the coaching world. And now this idea that you only go to coaches to work on things when they're good and you want to get them better versus go to therapy when you have an issue or it's clinical. And, you know, I want to just start off the conversation by separating and, and really reorienting it that in the perspective of like all therapists coach. Because it's a modality, it's a way of looking at things. For me, it's solution-focused, solution-oriented, and I'm here to help people uh, break apart their assumptions, expectations, and beliefs that are holding them back from getting the things that they want. And it has, doesn't necessarily have to do with, oh, you're depressed. Oh, you have anxiety. Oh, you have right this clinical pathology term. We might have those things, but it's not the lens because someone sold you that that that's what that is, right? So words, language are all powerful. And so learning how to properly and powerfully engage with strategy, with more uh, proactive ways of looking at things is really the, the perspective of what I see, the type of sales that I'm doing with my clients to themselves and to the world around them. And that's what I think good therapy is. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about selling people on themselves, I think not a lot of people would, you know, kind of like understand how to do that, yeah. like actually take themselves as a client or thank themselves or interact with themselves. We're thinking about interacting with others and relationships, but how do we have conversations with ourselves? And like you said, all, 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 all great therapists are coaches and coaches really get the best out of us, but they have to see you from a different perspective. You can't, we can't see ourselves from all the, the, all the perspectives that we need to a lot sure. of times. And so, um, yeah, maybe, you know, tell me like before you got your degrees in therapy and yeah. you learned all this stuff in the books, like, did you consider yourself like really good with relationships? Did you have conversations with yourself? When did you kind of realize, or maybe who are the people around you where you kind of learned some of this that, man, if, if you could be good with relationships, that's like such a superpower Right. And therapy isn't, like you said, just to make people better when something's wrong, but it's really just to be able to see something in mm -hmm. uh, that someone can't see in themselves. So how did you, where did you learn some of this stuff, uh, yeah. maybe growing up at a young age and where you were always good at it? Well, the good, the good origin stories always starts with conflict, right? And, and I'm a product of, of divorce um, and a high conflict home. And one of the things that was my outlet was a community resources through my synagogue through the Jewish community where I had a great youth group and events and programming and a great youth director that was like, you know, the funny thing is like when people like talk about like youth groups, I think it's like very preachy and whatever, which is not typically yeah. the way it is. And, uh, you know, versus like church youth groups, sometimes, um, it was much more social oriented in context of our community, but, um, I had a great mentor and I had great men mentors that were there that it wasn't necessarily like, we're going to help you figure out. It was just providing a safe space when chaos and conflict was going on at home and you know, there's events you can go to, there's people you can hang out with. You don't have to be stuck in the stuckness. So it wasn't necessarily from a therapeutic process, but it was the ability to like bring my value to another community and just volunteer and help out in exchange for events being covered for me. Cause we didn't, I didn't have the money. So if I showed up after school 
and I volunteer doing paperwork or admin stuff or helping in the building and doing stuff, preparing for events, that would be a credit towards events. And I would have some really amazing things covered. Meanwhile, I got to spend time with some adults that were obviously in it for the right reasons. They were passionate about working with kids and youth, and they obviously had some level of understanding of conflict and, um, you know, the clergy were involved and stuff like that. And once in a while, when things got a little bit more difficult. So I had people that were involved and invested in my outcomes. I don't know if they realized at that point, the impact that it would have. I'm actually still very close with, uh, that youth director, uh, to this day. So we're talking about like, you know, 1992, 93, and now it's 2022 and we're still very close and we still talk very often. Um, so, but I, I don't think they realized like, oh, f- you know, Jason will be a really good therapist because of this. Um, I eventually went into that nonprofit educational and formal education programming world and realized that most of my day was doing therapy unofficially as a guide counselor program person. But it was a lot of talk therapy about students relationships and their family stuff. And what am I going to do when I get older? And I really did love that more than doing the admin scheduling and calendars and events and the, and it kind of led into me being like, Oh, maybe I should consider going to graduate school for, uh, for becoming a therapist. Um, and I, and you know, as far as superpowers, I think like, I think the superpowers are forged out of, um, you know, out of people's difficulties and challenges when leveraged. And we, we learn again, going back to selling yourself, we have two stories we can tell. One can be the story of being a victim. And one is the story of how do I become more empowered by this? And I think that's what it was. I realized my conflicts and my challenges and my weaknesses and my struggles can be leveraged. Um, So it's not, you know, therapy is not about me fixing myself. I think through becoming a better therapist in my own struggles, I've become a better therapist because I've gone to my therapy and my coaching and my trainers and my mentors and my coaches and all the other stuff and my healing, uh, mind body practitioners and, and hence, you know, the mind body stuff. Um, but I think it really has been leveraged into a superpower of being better at communication, being better at asking better questions, being better at being curious, being a judge, you know, being an investigative reporter versus a judge during executioner, those type of things. So, um, so yeah, so I, I didn't know, starting off. In fact, I ran from sales. I ran from business. And when I realized that my business was, I was a good therapist, but I was a crappy business person until I started re-embracing the idea that sales isn't about taking money out of someone's pocket and putting it into your pocket. It's truly that I've been doing sales by helping people buy into themselves, believe into themselves, but I have to look at it from a business perspective too. And once I started working on that and doing a business coaching program, which I became certified as a coach through that program, my business and practice skyrocketed. And now I serve other entrepreneurs as well with helping them get past those limitations. Cool. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm so curious about like some of the questions you use to open, you know, up conversations Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and some of the things you've learned to like, you know, I, I, I think your really intentional therapists have to be really intentional about the way they phrase questions and the words you use and, yeah. and noticing triggers in people and their body language and um, what to say and not to like, sure. you know, get to like, if someone is, you know, can be really emotional and get really triggered to like stay away from that or yeah. to slowly like, you know, get people to open up. And, you know, so I want to get into that. Um, but you did say something like that was really curious to me, like, 
people would say, okay, yeah, people would think, okay, if I'm going to therapy, that therapist can't be also going to therapist. Well, you know, we would, I, hope. I, I, we would hope they would be going to therapy. You know, it's, 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 it's the joke. Do is all like, therapists, get, you know, see therapists? No, like, probably not. <laughs> and you can, listen, I, I do believe, and you know this because right from our community, right, of, 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 yeah, of yeah. personal growth oriented yeah. uh, yeah. individuals, yeah. especially through the BYR community, that, that there's always work to be done and we should yes. never rest on our laurels. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I, I recently interviewed for my podcast, Joe DeSena, who's the founder of Spartan Games. And I, of course, registered for a Spartan game before I, before I clicked, uh, you know, sign on to Zoom to interview Joe for my podcast, because I have to move the needle. And if that's not like, you know, I can't be like half-assed about it. Like I have to, you know, the stuff that I help my clients do, I have to be the guinea pig first. And I'm not going to refer them to somebody to someone that I wouldn't go to myself or to do a certain type of resource or a modality that I wouldn't have done for myself. Um, right. To, to put my, to see like what that's going to be like, how can it benefit me and how can it benefit others? And, you know, so I think like I'm okay being a Guinea pig in that regards. Um, I'm also very unusual because again, like I'm doing a lot of stuff that the average therapist will never do, which is right. The division of the mind body integrative, the neuro emotional technique, which is the modality that you mentioned is, um, it's an incredible, powerful thing. And there's certified practitioners all over the world, uh, mostly in the United States and Canada. But, uh, you know, at the time I was one in five, what that was referencing to is I was one in five, one out of five or six mental health practitioners in the world that have their highest level of certification. So um, what that means is that like when I find something that's going to be incredibly useful, I'm going to go all in on that and dedicate my time, effort and money to become the best at that so I can bring that back to my clients, which is also why you and I also have our podcast, because we can leverage the time we're getting in front of other people and bring it back to benefit our community, our relationships, our podcast, right? Our, 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 our associates, whether it's, you know, so I see everything as leverageable and <coughs> excuse me. Um, I always want to figure out what the best tools are that if they're paying me a lot of money to see me, then I want them to make sure that the value is there in exchange for the amount of money that they're giving me and that they're always walking out with, there was a buck more value than what I paid Jason. So, um, but that took a lot of growth on my end to be able to do that and to raise my fees and then to raise my fees and then to raise my fees and then raise my fees and then say, I'm not seeing these type of clients anymore. I'm not seeing these type of situations anymore. I'm only seeing X, Y, and Z. Even when you talk about a hot lead, right? Let's go into the sales side of it for a second, right? We have the hot, the hot lead, the warm lead, and the cold lead, right? The hot lead is already knowing about you. They already know you exist. They're ready to plunk down that money with you. You don't have to convince them. They're ready to show up at your door, right? That's the hot lead. You have the warm lead, which is like, you got to talk to them. They're already shopping around. They may have talked to a few other people. They know you're one of the people that can solve their problem, but they still need some coaxing to get there. And the cold lead is they don't know you exist. You don't know they exist and you got to put all the work in. You got to spend some time, effort and money to get there and move them through the funnel. I had a client that was hotly, they were ready to give me their credit card for like unlimited sessions. Cause their friend went to me and swore by me and they were absolutely not the right person for my practice. And they tried to convince me to see them. And I kept saying to them, I'm really sorry. This is not a niche that I'm good at. I can't take you because I can't ethically and morally, like I'm a licensed therapist and we're trained at some basic level, but that's not my area of expertise. 
And to be able to get to that place in my career from where I was back in the day would have been like, yeah, like I can learn more about it as I go. And it's generic enough, right? General practice, even though it's a very specialized part, like I would have taken it on seven years ago and that would have caused chaos in my business. It would have caused chaos in my practice. I would have not looked forward to seeing that client. And I only take clients that I love spending time with where it feels like it's not working. So I think that's one of those things that like the evolution of everybody listening, whether whatever sales you're in, like if you're working for a company, if you're a salesperson and you're working for a company that you would never buy their product, there's something wrong with that. Right. So if you're a car, if you're, if you're working at a car dealership, but you don't drive the car or that's manufactured by that company and you would never buy that company, we, we got to talk about it. We have to have a bigger conversation about that and values and, and being in alignment with your core values. But it's also like having, like, if you own your own business, who do you want to serve? Who do you don't want to serve? And I, I think these are all part of this evolution of the healthier psychological side of sales. And that's going to go a lot further and be a lot more integrity based than anything else. Yeah. You know, what are you in this for? Like in connecting it, it looks like it's, I, I just hear you like just the whole line, you know, so you got to do work on yourself before you figure out what you want to sell, you know, and, sure. um, you know, and anything in life that's like therapy. Um, so tell me, Jason, Jason and the audience, like, why would you think therapy in what you do, like just in your words, like mm-hmm. why, why are therapists also, uh, in sales? in your opinion. Yeah, so going back to the simplicity of it is if you can't buy, if you don't a know what your core values are. If b you don't you haven't decided yet what your mission and purpose is. So it's not something that's going to smack you across your face and say I'm here. Mm. Get on it, right? It's something that you have to decide and choose. What it is. Very 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 few and far between people have like woken up one day and be like, "Ah, this is my mission." I mean, you have those people like that's like all the jokes. Um you know, about life coaches. Sorry to knock anybody who's a life coach out there because there's some really great ones. But then there's people like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I really like talking to people. So, and I don't want to go to graduate school. So I'll be a life coach. Right. And then a half hour later, they have a life coaching certificate. So, you know, there's those people and then there, right. And then there's people on the far and the extreme who are actually legit trained and really good at what they do. So I, I think that like the first idea is knowing like, what's the first sale is the first sale to yourself. And the first sale is knowing what's the red carpet you should be getting on and knowing what your own red carpet is. So, so one of the things that I had an experience out of and this will make sense in a moment is that when the pandemic started, I closed my office. I had an espresso machine in my, in my actual office. So when clients would come in, I would make them a cup of coffee or if they had tea, right. But I only had organic, um, I had brown sugar when one client requested it, but it was organic brown sugar and it was stevia. And it was coconut milk or almond milk, right? I didn't have there, but I only had very specific things because that's at least in alignment with my values. I'm not going to offer Splenda. I'm not going to offer, you know, the fake sugars. So right there, even in my own practice, I'm living, right? There's a sale that's being happening. I'm talking to you about not just your mind, but your nutrition and your relationships and your beliefs and your values and all those things. And it has to be a representation of me. So that has to be intentional. So when I came home from the way, when I closed my office, at the beginning of the pandemic to go fully on zoom, I'm like, oh, I don't need an espresso anymore. It's not really the most environmentally friendly and it's also not organic. It's great coffee, but it's not organic. And I really do want organic coffee and I want more environmentally impactful thing. And I found a company that met my values. It's organic. It's fair trade. They give a, cha- a dollar, you know, money back to, to uh, third, third world uh, women's development issues and domestic violence survivors. They are carbon neutral with their packaging, they got 
a lot of my money <laughs> at the beginning because yeah. it aligned with my values. And that was, they didn't have to sell me because I knew what my core values were and they align with it and they're going to get my money much quicker. They're going to get my attention much quicker. And I think it's the same thing with any level of, like for therapy. It's the same thing. Like a lot of my clients come in or friends of mine that are dating or whatever. And I'm like, well, you were, it's not that you're having a problem because this thing showed up. It's that if you said yes or no, am I going to date a person who's going through this? Am I going to date a person that has these things? Am I going to date a person that's this stage of life? Am I going to yes or no versus justifications and excuses, or I don't want to be judgmental. I don't want them to think I'm being critical. I don't want to be too picky. Well, a year and a half later. You're now sitting in my office or you're calling me for advice. And I'm like, well, could that have been avoided by being binary earlier on in your process? And that would have avoided a lot of it. And that's a sale. That's a sale to yourself. That's a, a no to somebody else or a yes to somebody else. And that eliminates a lot of chaos. So th- it's funny because that's very entrepreneurial minded. That's a very business entrepreneurial minded, but I think that very much applies that if we can apply that to the psychology world, I think a lot of people's issues would go away or never start in the first place. Cause they're so crystal crystal clear with that mindset. Mm. Yeah, man. You know, it makes me think that I bet you so much. I mean, just in any sale, like at some point, someone, they, 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 they are resistant to change or they're mm-hmm. waffling about what they want to do and they need somebody to give them information or they need some, they want to be told what to do. They, people come into your office all the time, Jason, I'm sure like, I need advice. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Yeah, I don't do wife. that. And you, you don't, <laughs> I don't do that. If we don't give tell, advice. Yeah. Therapists do not give advice. <laughs> no. You know, put, tweet, tweet that comment. Well, a good therapist won't a good healthy a good therapist th- won't. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, so, I might, I, I, what I would do in that situation. It's funny. I have a, I have a client who, who, who um, you know, uh, you and I know each other uh, personally, uh, socially and friends wise. So you, you know, the type of people I like hanging out with. Right. And you know, our, our mindsets are very similar. So I have a client who would be in our mindset. Right. And every time we have a challenge that comes up in his world, um, I challenge him. Okay. Let's get your board of directors together. And he starts cracking up and he's like, crap, I already know where this is going. So who's his board of directors? It's all the people that we have referenced in our sessions that are people that we don't know in person, but our thought leaders are people that we've listened to. He and I have listened to on YouTube or podcasts, a podcast episode that I may have sent him as a resource. So, you know, it'll be Brene Brown. It'll be Tony Robbins. It'll be uh, Gary V. It'll be Jesse. It's right. It'll be whoever. You know, I don't know. Susie Orman. Right. And and like, we'll pick like, okay, so who's, who's on your board of directors today? And then I say, okay, now go around the room, the imaginary room in our head and tell me what each one of them would say to you about solving the problem. And like three or four people. And he's like, oh my God, Jason, I can't believe I'm so stupid. Like, like we're laughing about it. He's like, I, I knew the answer already. I knew like, this is like, right. So we have this in it. Like all of this is inside of us already. And I think this is why everybody listening has their podcasts and their people they listen to and their YouTube personality, right? And while they're going, while they're looking for certain resources, because they're looking to have a, a part of them that's un, that's un, that's unresolved or unclaimed. There's someone out there who's really, really, really good at that. And by being around those people or by that influence, they're hopefully uh, getting a little bit of that fix of that. But unless you do the right, you can listen to them all you want. But unless you interpret it and you actually do something different with it. 
it's not going to go very far. It's going to be great. It's going to give you that motivation boost, but it's got to be integrated. So that exercise that I love doing and everybody who's listening, like I want you to pick people that maybe, you know, okay, right. It's, it's Alex's podcast. It's my podcast. It's whoever's podcast, but areas of expertise that you don't even have to know them. You don't even have to pay them. Who are your, who's your board of advisors for different areas of your life that you're struggling with that are people that you can listen to, read their books, blah, 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 whatever it is. Right. So like I said, Joe DeSena from Spartan game. So if I'm going to, that's the person I'm going to go to when it comes to like health and fitness right now, maybe a little bit of a mindset, or if I'm in the real estate space, I might be consuming like Ryan Serhan's stuff because he's now all over you know, and his whole thing about making videos and leveraging, right? If you're in, that's a sale is now leveraging social media for real estate sales. Who are the people out there that are doing something in an area that you're struggling with? Consume their stuff. And then when you're stuck, what would they do? What would they say to you if you had a consult with them? And if you listen to 50 hours over the course of a few months of their stuff, you're going to know, right? Alex, you're, you're going to know right now, if we were talking about an issue, I'm like, all right, man, what would Jesse, what would Jesse say to you? And you're like, well, Jason, he would just, he would say blah, 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 right? You haven't come this far to only go this far and go take an ice bath, go for a run and go spend more time with your family and be intentional, right? Whatever it is, you know what Jesse would say to you. Yeah. How you do everything is how you do, how you do anything is how you, how you do, do everything, everything right? Yeah. right? Right. Or if it was Gary V or if it was a, right, you know that. Yeah. So listeners, right. I want you to wait. The answers are already inside of you. My job as a therapist, especially with those of you who are in the sales business, entrepreneur or entrepreneur world, entrepreneur is someone who's working to help a business grow, right? You're not just an employee you're an entrepreneur. This is where someone like me comes in. It's sometimes really that simple. You just need someone kind of reminding you. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's a good analogy because I think um, when anyone buys anything, like you said, whether they're a hot lead, a warm lead, a cool lead, like the answer is on all, all in the inside them already. But they they need that salesperson to either validate it or confirm it or just make them make sense of it or give them that analogy, like you said, that board of directors. Like that's just a tactic. I mean, there's just so many others to to make people just stop and like think because it's so much more effective. Like you said, you don't give advice. If, if I just came to you and, and you were giving me like Jason's advice, like it's, you know, Cam you know, Schmidt said, look, I, I, I coach people, I mentor, but I mm-hmm. always say like, I may have an answer, but I, ha- I don't have the answer. And I, right. I can give you, you know, uh, my job, uh, like maybe we can transition to like, well, Cam's a great example, that. right? Cameron's yeah, a great example, right? I mean, cause we both know when we both love him yeah, and yeah. Um, so it's a good, right. It's a good, right. Someone like that where like, right. Where there's an equal, he's so good at what he does in his specific area. Right. Where again, like if I wanted to like Cameron would be the person, like example, like when I said, like, who is the best at what they do? So right, Cameron, one of the things he does is create little unique experiences around uh, fitness related activities. That's one of the things that one of the things that he's really good at. So if I was creating an event and I wanted there to be a major fitness component around it where there's some type of like goal set that we're going to do over the course of the weekend. Cameron's going to be the guy that I'm bringing in for the weekend to help facilitate that. Not me trying to do it from scratch half-assed 
and it kind of were turning out mediocre to really awful, right? So that's a perfect example of what I mean that like, and I don't, yes, you and I both know Cameron, but right, you don't have to know the person. You might find someone who is trained in that style or has a certification from that person's community if that community certifies it, right? Profit first, right? You don't have to know the head guy of Michael, whatever his name is, you can find a profit first certified accountant or a profit first certified professional that, right, that will help you facilitate those type of things for your own benefit. Um, but first we got to get clear of like, what's the end goal and what are you, what are you wasting your time on that's not providing you the outcome? In other words, me posting on my social media once a day isn't moving the needle if I'm also not making my podcast and I'm not making really good content. Yeah, so for sure. I, yeah. I got to make really good content and I got to be really good at what I'm doing first. Otherwise I'm just wasting my time, effort and energy. Yeah, totally true. Well, let's transition a little bit about like where you notice some like aha moments and how, how you phrase questions. Cause I think yeah. some of the toughest, like most important part of sales is, uh, you know, having in some type of understanding strategy and asking questions in a way that, uh, in just the right way that provokes the answer that they wouldn't tell themselves or they didn't even think to tell themselves or they didn't even like they they couldn't even articulate it before the question that you asked. Yeah. Um, so um, tell me some of the like things that you think about as you open up with uh, get a client to open up. And maybe, you know, if you can think back to some of the most powerful questions you've asked somebody to really mm-hmm. and these don't have to be you know, without like you know, divulging client information yeah. and that sort of thing. Don't do that. But like, yeah. but, but, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, if you're able to say the types of questions that sure. you ask or even verbatim, some questions that really, you know, hit to the core uh, that we can think of, because yeah. you know, without having that training, some people just may not hmm. know, but I think they could relate to some of the questions that you ask to yeah. you know, how they ask clients well, certain things. Well, people's. I think the precursor to what that would be is actually questions are asked with uh, presumptions, right? So you only ask for information based on that, which, you know, and the questions usually inform that. And that's what we call confirmation bias, right? So when people are coming to me and they're saying that they want to solve a problem, so someone called me a couple hours ago, so I can do this because it's not an actual client. It's no confidentiality and there's no identifying, uh, situations here, right? So a person called and they said, I want to make, I want to bring, I want to come for couples counseling. I've been together with this person and um, I have an idea of where I want to go. And I put it out there. The person's saying it, but they're not, they say that they are, they're okay with it, but they're also saying that they're not okay. And they want it to be different. Okay. So my question to the person is, is not necessarily, well, why do you think you need couples counseling? Cause it also sounds to me like you're uncertain about what you should be tolerating or not tolerating when it comes to when you're crystal clear communicating with what you want when you're getting back unclear communication in return. So let's put that into whether it's a relationship or a business deal. It's the same thing. These are the terms of our agreement. This is what needs to happen in order for our contract to be signed on both ends. And the other person's like, well, that's great. I'll sign it and I'll take a look at it but I'm already going to tell you that I have these concerns with it, or I don't necessarily agree to all of them, but don't worry, I'm going to get back to you and I'll sign it anyway. Well, the person who's presenting that contract should 
absolutely know that there's going to be some type of conflict coming up, even though the person is obviously sending a mixed message. And if you don't proactively call that out in the moment by saying, well, what are the concerns? What are the areas that are bothering you? Where do you see that there's an issue so we can actually sign it with full certainty? Mm-hmm. Then that's no different than in a dating or relationship based situation, right? So the first thing that I find is that it's not that people are asking for what they think they're asking for, but I think the assumption about what they're getting or what they're wanting isn't always so clear. So therefore they're asking muddled questions and being willing mm. to get muddled answers back in return because they don't have absolute complete certainty with what they want the outcome to be. And they're afraid or they're uncertain or for whatever other reason to put it out there as such for whatever reason. And I think that's the number one thing that like people come to me and I think this really does answer what you're asking me. People think that the problem that they're coming for or the challenge that they're coming for is really the challenge that needs to be solved. 99% of the times when someone steps up into a session with me for whatever it is, whether it's their business or couple or family or, or whatever, 99% of the time, the problem that they're presenting is the presenting problem is not the actual problem that needs to be resolved. That's actually a symptom of the problem that needs to be solved, but they've been focusing it as this is the big issue. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's the symptom. Now let's go to a 50,000 foot view. And from there, let's go to a hundred thousand foot view. And then you're going to realize that that's also a symptom. And we have to get to the foundation of what put that there in the first place. That's the level that we need to be playing at. So when people come for sales and they're like, well, I'm not sure if I want to buy it. Well, what, what is it? You know, let them convince you. Why do they, why do they want this in the first place? Your product? Why did you call us specifically? I, I love saying this all the time. How many therapists have you called already before you reached out to me? Oh, that's, that's nice. Right. And what do you and, learn from that question? Well, number one, I then ask question number two, are you looking around for the most affordable therapist? Or are you looking for someone who is a specific expert in an area? And a lot of times they'll say, which is fine. No, listen, I'm honestly looking for the person that is the first available session and is the most affordable based on my budget. Well, I don't, I'm not either of those. I'm not immediately available. I have a waiting list and I'm absolutely completely not the most affordable. But if you want an ex, but if you tell me what the, what is it that you're really looking to solve? Cause I never start off with when they say, well, how much do you charge? I never answer that question. I said, well, before I get into the financials about everything, which may not even make sense for us to get into it, I want to make sure that you and I are both the right fit for each other. And if we're not, if I'm not the right fit for you and you're not the right fit for me, then it really doesn't matter whether I charge 10 bucks or I charge a thousand dollars an hour. They're like, oh, you're right. Yeah. Such a great way. such a great way to reframe that question when someone asks for the cost, because they don't know what it's worth. They have no idea. Like the cost is, like you said, it's a muddled question <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because they don't, they assume the outcome is, is something else. Like, you know, they're making so many assumptions based on that question. Well, it's also, what, what is it? And, and, and if we do, because right, part of being in sales is actually educating, but it's not educating them to death. So they like, you know, we bore them to death with all the facts. And now that you know all the facts, you should absolutely choose us. But the other side of the question is, is what's it going to cost you? So like, like, I'll just use this again for whatever therapy process. And I'll, you know, and I'm like, well, how many years, let's say for couples, like how many years have you been married right? Or how long has this been relationship been going on? Uh, well, we've been together for five years. Okay. And of the five years, how long has this been a concern, challenge or issue for you guys? Well, it started pretty much after we've dating. 
Okay. And how many other people have you seen? Well, I, we saw one therapist for three sessions, but then we never went back. How long ago was that? Well, that was two years in. Okay. So now you're five years in, you've done three hours worth of therapy. You've been together for 365 days times three times 24 hours. So you've done a three hour ratio to, I don't even know the math on that, a couple thousand hour ratio. That's point whatever. And I do the, and I actually take out my calculator and do the percentage on that. I'm like, so what's this going to cost you to not solve this now? Because, and then I do the math. My hourly fee is X. If you, if you did this consistently back in the day, this would have cost you 0.03 cents a day. Now it's costing you $75 a day. To not solve it. And it's going to cost you next year. It's going to cost you $85 a day to not solve it. If by the present prices of what my fee is. So what's it going to cost you to not get on my schedule and not solve this problem? And then they're like, Oh crap. I didn't think about it that way either. Right. So you can say that, right? What's, what's it going to cost you to not move forward on this deal? What's it going to cost you to not buy this product? Right. Yeah. 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 Tell me what you tend to see, because I know it's a, it's a fine line of like kind of rubbing things in their people's face to like, kind of tell that, like, maybe people would think, you know, like that guy, like Jason, like I hate coming because he just tells me what I don't want to hear. And, but it's tough, you know, that sort of thing. But like, you do get people to see that, you know, that I like when you, you know, that, that, that this is a symptom, you, you, you get people to see that this, what you're coming to me for is not the real challenge. And that's tough for yeah. people to come to realization because they're like, no, it isn't Jason. This is the real challenge. Like my wife, my husband is doing this. That's the real challenge. Yeah. And, and, and you can't say, well, no, it isn't. Cause then you're just combative and you don't want to, and people don't want to come back to Jason. Cause he's just, you know, right. Well, I wouldn't I take want. those type of so, personalities in the first place. And I rule that out right. pretty quickly, but the way that I would say that, and I, I really get what you're asking me um, really is uh, you know, the rule number one of personal development is full accountability and ownership of your actions, beliefs, assumptions, and expectations of the world. And if you're walking again, going back to the beginning of our conversation, you're bumping up against person, places, and things. And if you don't know the rules of engagement, you have it either in one of two ways. You're either going to be empowered and uplifting, or you're going to be disempowered and victimized by it. And the only truest, healthiest way to get through the world is by taking full ownership and accountability for everything that you allow into your life. Again, doorman, what's, what's the doorman? What are the core values of what you say yes or no to? What are the, what's your mission? What's your purpose? And then things that don't align with that don't get onto your red carpet. They don't get allowed into your life and the things that do you proceed with because there's a mutually agreed on both sides rule of engagement that you're most similarly having the same values and the same approaches and the same perspectives. And then you move forward with that. So it's never going to be a battle of wills. You're right. I'm wrong. Cause that's just not therapy. That's just not productive for any type of conversation, business therapeutic or whatever. That's just dictatorship and, and, you know, pounding the iron fist. That's not communication. Right? So I think people who are looking for personal growth development, movement in their life first have to say, I'm willing to do this. Like like people who are working in a company, if you're working in a company and you're just bitching and moaning about the company you're working for, and they're just not treating you well, but you're just bitching and moaning about it. That's on you. Cause if you're not learning how to have productive, constructive conversations with management, well, my boss is, you know, my person above me, they're not really handling things. And they're not real. Okay. Well, who, who do you, who, who can you talk to? Then. Well, no, because I don't want to go out of the line of power. Guess what? 
you can quit and find another job. But if this has happened in multiple jobs for you already, wherever you go, there you are. So we got to be honest with that also, right? It could be a really crappy business. It could be a really crappy leadership team. It could be a really crappy yeah. boss. Quite possible that that's there, that exists. Humans are failable and, 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 and have faults. But if it's happening to you over and over and over again, wherever you go, there you are. And you might want to take a look at that as well. Yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, like I, I can, I can think of so many people in my career that have come to me with some of those different things and like excuses and stuff like that. And, and, and sometimes we just have to do the work and, um, you know, it's so hard for us sometimes I, I, I want to keep going back to this of like, I think there's so many times where people don't want to see these symptoms of like the root causes of all of this stuff. And you even go back to, I'm sure people's childhoods, like really far yeah. back and doing deep work to, to, to make the link. Cause I can't say, okay, just because this trauma happened when I was five or 10 years old, it's, it's affecting my day to day at 40. Sure. No sure. way. Like Jason, no way. Like that's absolutely not, that's not happening. Like I'm my own person now. That happened so long ago. I, I dealt with it so long ago. Yeah. And it's really hard for you as somebody that doesn't know you're you're meeting people, you know, um for 30 minutes at a time. And you can't really like, you know, be like you can't really know all the ins and outs of somebody in, in just a short mm. amount of time, but you can you know, pick up on some things because you have all of these reps and all of these experiences that you some, I'm sure you can start yeah. connecting some themes on, you know, human, uh, just interaction, human emotions and correct and, and behavior. And obviously you've studied well, that, right. And that comes psychology. with neurology, right. And that comes yeah. from basic neurology. Let's even take it out of psychology. Cause right. Neurology, if you don't understand your brain, then it, you know, if you look at, um, Ah, oh, gosh, Simon Sinek, right? He talks about this in one of his YouTube videos about how sales are connected to the three parts of the brain. And that's the triune brain theory, right? It's the autonomic nervous system. It's your neocortex, your neocortex, your mammalian brain, your reptilian brain. So I'll break this down very quickly in 30 seconds. I'm going to give everybody neurology 101. Your neocortex is your rational brain. That's the part of your brain that makes sense of things. It puts things into context. It puts things into categories. It's pur purposeful. It's logical. Things make sense. Okay. It's, it's intentional actions, behaviors. The front things. side of the brain, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Right up there. Yeah. Frontal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then you have your mammalian and your reptilian mammalian part of your brain is your right, is, is timeless memories and emotions. So, you know, I don't know when sister Hazel or Dave song comes on or something from the really awesome nineties, alt rock, you know, on, on Sirius XM comes on and, you know, it's literally, you get that flood of emotions back there and it's like, ah, oh, that music was so great and you feel good, right? That's the positive side of, right? Of that, that's your mammalian, uh, right? The memory connected to an emotion. It's also where uh, the negative side, right? Where you think about like, you know, something that triggers you from an old back in the day and you don't realize what it is unconsciously, right? That's mammalian. And the reptilian part is responsible for the four Fs. The four Fs are fight, flight, flee, and reproduce, right? Survival instinct. You got that, right? The four Fs. So if those three parts of your brain are not in sync, you're going to have chaos. You're not working in symmetry. You're not working in congruence. So you might say, I want this. I'm okay with this. This thing is great. I want to make this deal and I want to make this amount of money and I want to move up into this, you know, up the ladder and sales and, and in my next apartment. But 
there's some situation that's going on that has a hint or a similarity to not directly linear, but a hint or a similarity to something else that happened many, many years ago that either is a positive will catapult you forward or negative will hold you back and cause a physiological chain reaction in your nervous system that will activate the survival reptilian brain that will either allow you to approach or avoid survival instinct, right? So if those three parts of your brain are not congruent, then you're going to have chaos. You're going to have triggers or you're going to have, if they are congruent, then you're going to have neutrality and the opportunity to do as many different proactive things as possible versus only one pre-programmed reactive response. So in my example, like I said, like my business was chaos and I had the beliefs about money and being a scholarship kid and being around people who had a lot of money. And I had to get rid of that emotional allergy around that. And it wasn't until I started doing, but through neuroemotional technique, that mind body modality that I'm now, you know, carry their sort of the top certification in, um, as well as other, right. Working with coaches and my business program that I'm now coached through, right. All of that started changing for me and the conversations I'm having now, I absolutely did not have eight years ago. I absolutely couldn't attract the clients that I'm working with now, eight years ago. I couldn't, I wouldn't have the audacity to go up to a Joe DeSena or Ryan Serhant and say, come on my podcast. Bravo's million dollar listing TV guy and founder of Spartan games and have the audacity to just like, just ask, what do I, what are they getting out of me? That would have been like, what, what, what do I bring to, you know, I'm just some therapist in some back corner office. Why would they want, that was eight years ago, Jason. So that's the stuff that we had to work through for each of us in our own unique ways to get to where we want to get to, but we don't even realize it's in there. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I almost, uh, yeah, I think it's so delicate and something that it's like when you just went through that like breakdown of it, it seems like it's like makes so much sense, but we can't access it uh, ourselves and we don't know how to do that. But like those, que- like you said, the questions you ask and kind of how you walk people through and you, I'm sure you, you start asking questions about people's childhoods and what happened and you try to identify those trauma, those triggers, those yeah. things that might be preventing them Again, I think you're, you're you know, we all, I'm, I'm all bringing it back to things that are avoiding and preventing you from getting the best version of yourself sure. out. And those, those really, I think, are what it seems so like you're thinking our, about a lot. Yeah. So I think like Esther Hicks in the Law of Attraction world, just to go a little woo woo for a second, right? I think she calls out our emotional guidance system, right? And it's, and it's, it's, but if you look at like in the scientific world of, um, you know, like when they put with uh, cells or amoebas or anything like mm-hmm. that, and they put like a poison there or they put food there, why do some things approach and avoid, right? That's that. Like, why do they know to avoid certain toxins and to go towards certain foods? Right. And you play that at every single level of our being, whether it's about food, whether it's about nutrition, whether it's about people, if we have healthy and untoxic and excuse me, healthy and toxic beliefs that are embedded in us that we don't even realize are in our programming. We're going to attract that in our nervous system to be, Oh, that's similar, right? Like draws like that's the, I mean, it's not, you know, homeopathy and and medication where that's how the original medications were made by the original laws of like cures like that's how uh, the first vaccines were made. That's the cure, the, the laws of vaccinations. We're going to give you a little tiny dose of this non-activated version of this to knock off and ward off and create antibodies around the thing that you don't want. So the healthier we get, the more we unpackage these things, 
the more we get comfortable around the beliefs around these things, the more abundance, the more freedom, the more success we're going to have. And that's the ultimate sale. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, I, 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 as we kind of close off, like, why do you think, I mean, when, I mean, now these people are probably not, you know, ideal clients for you, the people that just don't believe in therapy whatsoever. And they're not coming to you. You're not, you don't, you, you don't sell people on therapy. They're coming to you because they have a problem. And they're just looking for answers and, yeah. and hopefully like you, you can vibe with their personalities and kind of, and, and, and you're a good fit to work together, but just as a general, uh, you know, concept and, and framework, why do you think everybody, why is, why is therapy important for us all to consider? And maybe the person that's just even resistant to going, because they're like you said, in the very beginning, it's like something has to be wrong with me. I have to be depressed. I have yeah. to be you know, it has, I have diagnosis or whatever. I have diagnosis. Like I, I I was always brought up to say like, you know, that's just weak. If you go to a Mm -hmm. therapist, right. And that's all cultural stuff and old school mindsets that just doesn't serve anymore. I mean, like if that's what you want to believe, like if if you're listening to this and like, you're so convinced and I'm going to be blunt with this, right? Uh, No one should have to convince you to want to become a better version of yourself. And you, if you already think that you're the best version of yourself and you're walking through the world thinking that you're the best version of yourself, you know, as, as, uh, the world, I think it was Dr. Cube, a world famous psychologist, Dr. Ice Cube once said, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Cause there's probably a lot of chaos and carnage going on around you. And if you're not realizing that, then you might need to check in with some people. But so there's two components that I want to share with that is, is, um, why therapy, there's an old joke um, that, you know, everywhere outside of New York, if you had a therapist, people would say, well, what's wrong with you? And in New York, right? Because, you know, everybody thinks like the 80s and 90s in New York, right? Every, right? The joke is like, if you're in New York and you don't have a therapist, what's wrong with you? <laughs> right? And I think that, and I think that's kind of been much more, right? Acceptable in society. And like, everybody's like, you know, like if you don't go to therapy, like, you know, like who doesn't have a therapist these days? Now the question is, do you have a good therapist and are you working on I, goals I or, yeah. right? Are you just debriefing and like, you know, like I went to a therapist uh, years ago and I'm, and I'm like, oh, he's a really nice dude really nice guy, but I'm driving 45 minutes in traffic and Mike, right. It was three hours of my time. And yes, it was a copay and it was not full cash, right. Whatever it was, but I actually felt worse and I wasn't getting anywhere. And I ended up taking a buddy of mine out for a cup of coffee and I'm like, well, that's a $6 cup of coffee and I feel better. And right. So if I'm like, if there's no process, if there's no, what are your goals? If there's no, what are your assumptions? How are you holding yourself back from getting that, what you want? What are the patterns of your family, your boundaries, your assumptions, right? Your worldview, that stuff is what's getting us held, held back. And, and I really do think that when you're saying like, well, what about the people who like, you know, don't want to go and whatever, that's fine. I think this is a very, the similar as it is in therapy is similar in sales. There are three types of people that will show up in front of you. It's the complainant, the consumer, and the visitor. The visitor, right, is I'm really here because they're making me come here. I'm only buying this because someone else says I need it. So I'm going to get this. I'm going to buy your product. I'm going to buy your service because that'll get them off my back or that'll get the IRS off my back or that'll get my spouse off my back or that'll get, right? I'm just doing this so it's like I can check the list and move on with my day, but I really don't have an investment in this process or this product, right? The complainant is 
you better go buy, you better go to therapy, spouse, child, parent, whatever um, you, but you need to fix that because that's bothering me. So go fix that, right? You need to go buy that product because it's not making, you're making my life more difficult if unless you'd go do that thing or buy that thing and bring it back. Right. And then there's the consumer. I've done my due diligence. I'm ready, willing, and able. I know what's going on. I don't know everything of what I need to do to solve it, but I know there's people out there that can help me do that. Or there's a product out there that can help me solve this problem. You're, this is the most likely candidate in order for me to get there. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Now what? I love that, that, uh, framework. It's, it makes me think of the serenity poem. It's like, yeah, God get, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. Right. That's so powerful. There's so much that could be an, uh, its own episode, except sure. the things I can't change yeah. the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Correct. Um, and I think for people to know where they are, right. When people are getting, if you're right, again, if you're listening to it from the sales perspective and you're trying to get, you're trying to, uh, proceed with, with, with informing and guiding and, and giving the wisdom enough to have someone, uh, purchase an, ex- an energy and emotional energy and financial exchange with you for a product in exchange for you, right. You giving that, then it's knowing who's a complainant, who's a consumer and who's a visitor and how do you move them and learning how to move them through those different stages yeah. is also incredibly important. So, mm-hmm. you know, when people call me and they say like, well, my, my, my kid needs to come to therapy. Well, how old is your kid? Well, they're 25. Do they live with you? No. Well, I'm calling on their behalf. Do they know you're calling? Uh, no. <laughs> well, ma'am, would you, could we talk about what you might need? Because your child is an adult and if they're over 18, I need them to be part of the conversation. And it sounds to me like you're having some difficulties with what's going on with your child. So I'm happy to help you. I'm happy to have you invite your child into therapy with you, right? But a lot of times you see that, and again, that's a therapeutic context, or with a spouse, or with a you know whatever it may be, or a business partner. You know, it's one of my one of my coaching clients. I'm like, and I know both partners, and I'm like, it's funny because your business partner won't necessarily, you know, like I can say everything out of my mouth that is absolutely completely accurate, but because it's me, because we all know each other. They wouldn't listen to me. But if they say it from someone else who's another person that they actually respect, who's done X, Y, and Z, exact same words, they'll take it and they'll run with it, right? So you have to know the messenger. You have to know the message. You have to work someone through the system. And and I think that's a really important thing of, you know, if you figure those things out of, right, the three brains of what, what part are you selling to, the consumer, complaint, and visitor type of paradigm. Um, I think there's a lot more that each of us can accomplish in our lives. And again, what part of you is being a complainant? To yourself, oh, the part of yeah, you is being a visitor yeah, yeah, to yourself, yeah. right? I'm really only, you know, I'm really only doing this diet because I got to go to this wedding in a month. I'm really only, you know, taking my supplements because, you know, the doctor is such a pain in the ass and I really don't want to see them anymore. And you know, whatever it is, but or made I'm really, me. yeah, they, yeah, told, or may, they made me, right. They told me to, well, if they're an expert, then why aren't you buying into, you know, whatever it is, you know? So that's all our inner work. And I think sales is sales is an inside job, you know, first. So I think great, it's a good place, cool. right? Yeah. I think that's a great, yeah, that ties in everything that we just talked yeah. about. It's an inside Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jason, I, I ask as we close out this podcast, everybody, because I feel like 
all the stuff we talk about, we're all these unique human beings and we have these fun, uh, you know, quirks about ourselves and we connect to each other in these great ways. And part of sales is all about really just understanding ourselves well and just understanding people well and telling stories. And this is just a fun question about you. So, you know, Jason, if I asked your friends, your family, you know, just something that is just so you, if it's just something that it's just maybe an event, it's a thing, it's just, it's something that would only and could only happen to Jason, something that is, uh, you know, absolutely something that you would do. What, what is that one, one thing? The funniest thing I can come up with is, um, I went out, I once went out with somebody and, um, they were in the medical field and we didn't continue dating, uh, after I flew out to see them. Uh, after talking for a while and I, you know, I flew out to, for the weekend to, to see this, to see her. Um, but I did convince her to get a squatty potty by the end of the weekend. So, um, <laughs> what is a squatty potty? Oh man. If, like, if you don't, you don't have a squ- don't have- squatty potty is like one of those little things where you put your feet up while you're pooping in the right ergonomically correct, uh, angle. So, you know, I, I didn't end up with a girlfriend, but she definitely has ended up with, uh, with ergonomically correct body posture for going to the bathroom. So, so that's like one of my, like, you know, it's like, God, the, the influence I have on people, you know? So, you know, so I now joke like, you know, uh, for, you know, with dating, I'm like, probably going to end up talking like as a therapist, I talk about everything. So, you know, you know, we'll probably end up talking about things that you don't, you know, nothing is taboo for me. So, you know, what will happen to me or the conversations I'll be around me will be about everything. So there's no filter per se. There's no taboo topic per se where people are like, wait, you talk about that in your sessions. I'm like, why wouldn't I talk about that in my sessions? So I think that would be something that would be unique. And, um, you know, of course, the occasional off so you know amazing music reference will be worked in so things like that will yeah that's one of the funnier ones that i've ever heard uh someone is walking around with amazingly good back posture and maybe good <laughs> mental health because of uh because right, their bowels are right they have the best right the best structural setup now it's to like, take a poop every day so yeah that's it so and they're already in the medical field which is so you know they're they're, they're probably uh serving people better because of it and uh you know if i as a therapist, if I can help you poop even a little bit better, then I've done a good job. So, you know, so. <laughs> and, and think and feel better. I think and feel better as well because it's mind body for me. So that's, yeah. So I think it'll be like, you know, I think that's what it would like. Everybody, like anybody who knows me, be like, yeah, there's nothing this guy won't talk about. So I love it. Well, thank yeah. you for talking about that and so much sure. more with the, with me on the podcast today. Where can people learn more about you, connect with you, find uh, more about you? Yeah, uh, my podcast, You Winning Life. Um, it's psychology, spirituality, integrative and alternative medicine, entrepreneurship. Um, and then from there, Instagram, Jason Wasser, LMFT, which stands for Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist, or the Instagram for the podcast is You Winning Life. And uh, you can just Google me and easily easy to be tracked down and happy to hear from anybody who has any questions. <laughs> Um, or resources or pointers or books that I love and recommend. So happy to, happy to hear from anybody from the show. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Jason. It's been such, such, such a pleasure. Always good to see your face. Same here. Same here. Hey gang. All right. Wow. You made it to the end. I know your time is valuable. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. 
that helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right, see you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.